Welcome to Real Purpose with Pastor Bob Land. God has a real purpose for each of us here in this life. It begins first with an intentional desire to have a relationship with Jesus Christ who wants you to connect with Him. We appreciate you listening today and pray that you will join us next week for Real Purpose. Hey everyone, this is Pastor Bob Lenz and I'm so glad to be with you. I have a special guest with me today, Restoration Community Church member Jason Morris. He is our media and tech person and he's going to introduce himself to you and we're going to be talking about his spiritual formation journey, a little bit about his testimony and how is this changing his life going through the discipleship process. So I'm going to go ahead and open in prayer and Jason's going to pray and then we're going to go and get started. Heavenly Father, we just come to you today, and God, we give you the praise and we give you the glory. We thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us. I thank you for my brother, God, as you've called him. And Father God, you're going to be, he's going to be sharing the impact you're making on his life. And Father, the value that uh, you bring into his life. And Father, what defines him? And God, that this journey he is on through discipleship, his personal spiritual formation, how is that impacting his life, his marriage, God, and all other facets of his life? So, Father, we give you the praise. We give you the glory, God. We also lift up Haiti, uh, the people that are going through this tragedy right now, Lord. We lift up the, the men and women and the families in Afghanistan, Lord, as they are experiencing some hardships right now. Yes, Lord. So, Father, we just turn this over to you. And thank you, Father, for this day that you give to us. In your precious and holy name, Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Right. Well, Lord, yeah, again, we just want to come before you and just, again, thank you for this day, Lord. Yes. I mean, what a beautiful day it's been, you know, here in Scott City. Uh, we do want to bring the, uh, you know, people of Afghanistan, you know, before you and just pray for them as they go through these hard times with, you know, all the political conflict and everything that they have going on right now, Lord. Yeah, and Lord, I just want to pray for, you know, just everybody, you know, whether they be listening, you know, just friends and family, whoever it may be, Lord, that you would be with everyone and just, you know, lift everybody up, keep everybody safe. So, Lord, in all this we pray in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it's a lot of tragedy in the world right now when I think about Haiti and now they got this, the flooding going on after the earthquake and then you know every day we think about the afghanistan people and all that they're going through uh mm -hmm. the, the world definitely needs god so so jason so here today is a special day because we're talking about your spiritual formation your discipleship journey you know you've been out this now for over a, over a month easy and uh and, mm -hmm. and today i thought it'd be really neat to have you share uh, your, te your, you know, your testimony, and uh, you know where were you? Where are you going? How, how do you? Where do you sense God in all this in your life? And I, like we often talk about, uh, you know, I see you more than sound, and, and although that's critical in the church, but mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, where do you sense God leading you? Um, if, if you're feeling any of that yet, and uh, because we know that Matthew twenty-eight eighteen to twenty, it's biblical. I keep telling people there's no gray area. Discipleship no. is part of the Great Commission. That's what it's about. Go mm -hmm. and make disciples. So I'm going to turn that over to you. If you want to just go ahead and introduce yourself, talk about your bride and you know Christy, you guys, mm -hmm. right? And yes. um, I remember when you guys uh, I met you as our neighbor, and then uh, here you are in the church today. Mm -hmm. We prayed, and God sent. So prayers matter. So I'm going to turn it over to Jason, and he's going to share with you uh, where he's at and where he thinks God's taking him. All right. Well, as Pastor Bob said, my name is Jason Morse, and I do the, well, I call it audio and visual for the church. 
you know, here at Restoration Community Church. Um, I mean, a little bit about myself, you know, is whenever I was, you know, being raised and everything, religion wasn't really a big part of, you know, my family. For the most part, you know, it was, I'd hear stories, but, you know, we never really went to church. It never really meant too much to us. You know, part of that was due to, um, you know, an issue that my father had when he was a lot younger. But, I mean, for us, that wasn't, you know, real big. It wasn't until actually I met Christy and, you know, she started talking about, you know, Jesus. And, you know, back in my mind, it's always like, okay, sure, I've heard stories, but who's this Jesus character? That, you know, doesn't really mean much to me, you know. And um, as it is, I ended up going into the military, you know, served with the Navy for eight years. And... Uh, actually, during my first year in the Navy, I, I ended up uh, actually breaking up with Christy. Well, I should say that she broke up with me. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get that right. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but she was following, you know, her heart and what God was telling her to do. So, I mean, looking back on it now, all I can do is praise her and just, you know, encourage her to keep following Jesus the way she does. And because of that, it really brought to my mind, okay, if she's willing to do this for Jesus, who is this person? What do I need to know about him? You know, where do I go from there? Well, because of that, I remember it was August 2005. You know, I sat down, I started reading the Bible and just reading scriptures that Christy had told me about. You know, just kept reading, kept reading. And finally, God put it on my heart just, you know, just one night to get down and just pray, ask for forgiveness, you know, which I really don't know how to describe it. It was just such a miracle yeah. and such a blessing just to pray and know that I was saved, especially considering coming from a background of not being a Christian. I actually, you know, following the uh, the Wiccan faith there for a little while, going from that to believing in Christ and believing that, you know, he died for my sins. Well, let me ask you, because yeah. you just said a key point. So you're talking about the, the, the Wiccans, and were, did, was there people in your life already that said, hey, you got to check this out, and that's how you got involved? Were there people kind of led you over to that, and then you kind of just realized that, no, nah, there's something not, there's just something not right about this. How did, you, how, did you end up, how did you end up on that track? There actually wasn't anybody in my life that led me to it. I was kind of looking for myself, and that was something that jumped out to me. I mean, unfortunately, my mind, the way it works, magic and all that, it's like, okay, that's very interesting, sure. very neat. And to have a faith, you know, is based on magic. It's like, okay, which, I mean, at the time doing all that, you know, my mind never went to, hey, this is wrong. It wasn't until after I was through the Bible and whatnot that I realized it's like, oh wait, this is this is sorcery. This is something, you know, that is a sin. You know, magic doesn't come from come from God at all. It's something that Satan himself puts in our way to keep us from God. Yeah. I won't lie, even now there are times where I'll look at, you know, stuff and whatnot that I know is related to to the Wiccan faith. And 
it might be a momentary little temptation, but I always look at that and go, you know what? That was my past. That's where that stays. Amen. So. Amen. Amen. Yep. Yep. I was just thinking about, because uh, there might be somebody out there listening and thinking uh, that's they're on the right path. And like you just said, until, really, I always think about this, you know, until, mm-hmm. you know, when I think about Jesus and the light, it's until mm-hmm. we see that light, right? Light will always overcome darkness. And when we see that light and we mm-hmm. experience it, then we don't want to go back. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to make sure that we talk a little bit about that because there might be somebody listening going, what? What is that? How does that happen? So, like you said, you were just inquisitive. And, mm-hmm. and you know, here you are today. You know, now you're, you're a God chaser. You know, all, amen. So yeah. I'll go ahead and just, yeah, so <laughs> go ahead and, and, and let, let's continue on with your, your, uh, your transformation. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, from there, you know, I just kept reading the Bible, kept, you know, going through it. But I will say after, you know, accepting Christ and whatnot, I was so overfilled with just, you know, joy and just so many emotions that I just couldn't contain it. I literally, that same night, I ended up calling Christy and saying, hey, I've been saved. Amen. Which, I mean, she was ecstatic and overjoyed. I couldn't even, I couldn't even explain how excited she was. I could hear it in her voice that it was just, I'm sure that if, her and I would have been in the same room. She would have been running up, giving me the biggest hug she could. And at that time, you guys were still split up? Yeah, but we you, were still split up. And she was the first person you called and said, hey, guess what? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, well, because we always maintained a good friendship, even yeah. being split up. You know, she was the one that actually recommended all the scriptures and whatnot that I was reading. So, of course... And, and um, there's something to even talk about that, because mm-hmm. there was somebody that pursued you and mm-hmm. share that with you and said, hey, whether it was the scriptures and, and at the point where she said, uh, if you're not going to do this, then I, she's not going to compromise. She didn't compromise. No, she didn't. So I think about how important that is for, the, for our listeners to hear that, that mm-hmm. we don't, you know, when we're in pursuit of someone that we don't compromise because we know a soul is at stake. And Christy mm-hmm. really, 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 she just dug her heels in and said, hey, uh, if you're not going to change, I don't want no part of you. Yep. Amazing. Amazing part of your testimony. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, I just can't praise her enough for that because, I mean, that literally is what opened up, you know, my mind going, okay, who is Jesus that she is willing to do this? I couldn't comprehend it at the time. It was, to me, it was like, okay, we're talking about Jesus who, from stories and whatnot, I knew, you know, was years ago that died and. Sure. So to me, it was like, okay, another person. I mean, to do that for somebody and then looking at it now, it's like, no, she did what was right and what should have been done. Yeah, amen. So. No compromise know. and unapologetic. Yes. Right? We talk about that often. Yeah. Yeah, we do all the time. Yeah, amen. <laughs> now going from there, you know, it's like I started going to church and wasn't, you know, like an actual like part of the church. I was just going to church, reading the Bible, doing the whole Sunday thing. That was about it. Yeah. It was actually funny because after being saved, I would go to work in the Navy. I was doing uh, what they call construction mechanics, basically just a vehicle mechanic, yeah. you know, like you'd find out in town anywhere. Sure. It was about a week after I had been saved that people really started noticing. They started kind of questioning me. It's like, okay, what's changed? Why are you happy all the time? <laughs> you know, it's like we're going through, you know, having to put 
big old heavy armor on you know these vehicles yeah. and everybody is miserable but you got a smile on your face what is so what's so funny you know i just told him it's like i've been saved plain wow. and simple as that you know what do i have to be miserable for when yeah. i have jesus in my life amen no that was funny because you know they kept wanting to ask me more and more and it's like well i really don't know that much so because of that, I kept digging in, you know, reading my Bible more and more. As it is, I would say probably read through, not necessarily the whole Bible, but I've read through Matthew probably a good 50 times. Yeah, As for the whole Bible, probably a good seven times. Yeah. I always find something new every single time I go in there. You know, it's, it's so amazing to look at something that I've seen a good 20 times before, nothing ever jumped out, and then suddenly it's, Hey, that's what's needed in this precise moment. Yeah. You know, it's just that one verse to put my mind at ease or, you know, help me through whatever it is I was going through at that time. And that's amazing because as you're sharing that, um, mm-hmm. and you just mentioned that, well, I didn't know that much. And yet mm-hmm. God was speaking to you. You're saved. So we understand that mm-hmm. when we're saved, we have the indwelling, the, you know, the, the, the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit really is our advocate. You know, it, it, we said we don't know how to pray, but the Holy Spirit knows how to do this for us. That's our mm-hmm. comforter. So the Holy Spirit is really ministering to your soul. And, and, and at the same time, I'm thinking about this, this world. And, and, and I believe we all go through this as brand new Christians and we're trying to figure this out. And, and yet God mm-hmm. has this amazing way after the Holy Spirit is imparted that we are going to experience this. And so this is why I always talk about there's those out here that never have experienced this because they don't have the Holy Spirit and they're still they're still having trouble going through this. And here you are saying, look, I didn't know that much and I'm reading, but and all of a sudden, you know, you got joy everywhere and, and you're, you're, already, you're already witnessing without even really saying anything because people are like, what is it, dude? You're always happy and everything, and, and you know your job. So you're already yeah. witnessing as a young believer. So it really goes mm-hmm. back to people that are listening and thinking, well, I don't know that much, and I'm, I'm brand new in the church. Well, you just said it all. You just said, hey, you can witness just by your actions, just by your attitude, right? Your attitude yes. always determines your altitude, right? With yes, Jesus Christ, when we've, <laughs> we've heard it in the secular world. So mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that as I'm hearing these key points, that I'm stopping and be able to share that because that's what I'm hearing, even for the mm-hmm. first time. So I get to share these highlights. So yeah, go ahead and continue on. Yeah, you know, from there I continued my you know my Navy career, and actually, uh, kind of going back a little bit, uh, in 2005. After, you know, being saved, you know, going through and continuing, in December of that same year, 2005, uh, Christy and I got back together, and we ended up getting married December 17th, 2005. Now I could say that, you know, she is my lovely wife. I love her to death. And Christy, if you are listening, a great big shout out to you. (laughs) Hey, Christy. I mean, since then, she's been with me, continued to grow together. You know, there'll be times where I'll have a hard day and she'll be like, well, hey, there's this scripture. Go read it. And there are times where I find I'm doing the same thing anymore. She'll have a hard day and it'll be like, hey, I know this scripture, you know, over here helps with that. Here's this scripture. Go read. Yeah. Yeah. And I I want to share that for the people Mm -hmm. that don't know that as we're going through your discipleship here, that. Uh, you know, we're going through the book and we're picking up scriptures. Mm-hmm. And then when you're going to your Bible, they're already highlighted because Christy 
gave you that Bible, and she had already highlighted these scriptures. So I like mm-hmm. to think that this is another way of God. I would think about mm-hmm. God speaking through our spouses. God speaks through other people. I think it's rare that we've even gotten to a scripture that has not been highlighted by by your wife. And so, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really an amazing testimony when you think about where, how, how mm-hmm. you were led and, and, you know, now in the Bible even. And in, in mm-hmm. I remember saying, that was last week or something, I said, hey, Christy, I said, stop highlighting your night. So uh, <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Christy. Yeah. Which actually it's funny, like what Bob was saying in my Bible, my wife now, Christy, got this for me, uh, actually has a date on here, which... Bob can see this as well, of September 11th, 2004, before I even joined the military, before we were even dating at the, you know, we were just friends. That was it. So even just as friends, you know, she thought ahead and got me a Bible and had her family and herself highlight just a bunch of, you know, key verses that they thought would help me through you know, my time in the military. Yeah. So. What a great gift. What oh, a great yes. Gift, right? Yes. Like no, Carrie that's... did for me, a good good friend of my school. Mm-hmm. I never owned a Bible, and she did the same thing, and I still have that, and I had that, which she wrote to me in there, and she said, Bobby, until you give your life over Jesus Christ, you're never going to experience the life that God created you for. And I cherished that Bible. I remember when I got it in the mail, and it was mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh, my first Bible. <laughs> and I remember uh, what was funny was I remember saying, hey, Carrie, I called her and said, I like this p- Psalms. And I was saying the P. And, yeah, and I thought, yeah, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, just, you know, like oh, you yeah. said, we're reading and we don't know. And uh, uh, what a joy it was. So uh, for those who are listening in, and uh, when you think about what is the greatest gift that you can give somebody as a believer— get them their first Bible. What a precious yeah. gift that is. I know I, I can't think of any other greater gift I've ever given than the Bibles that I've handed out to people and saying, hey, mm-hmm. you know, may this enrich your life as much as it has mine, you know, because there's no greater gift yeah. that we can give, right? So. Yeah, no, there isn't. I mean, you know, I know the Bible that, you know, Christy gave me, that is, you know, my most cherished little possession and I'm in it all the time. I'm actually surprised this thing hasn't worn out yeah. yet. Yeah, yeah. You know? Tell me about your, let's talk about your spiritual formation, because okay. um, I know a lot of times people go, well, what does that mean? Well, spiritual formation is that spiritual nurturing, you know, getting closer to God, getting to understand his word, discipleship, uh, meditation, uh, uh, journaling, prayer time. This, and, and I like to tell people that uh, it's really a cultivation of life. How do we integrate all that as a believer in Jesus Christ, a follower? Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, that um, I don't often, I, I really don't don't care for the word Christian because it's taken on so many different meetings today. It just has changed so much. And, yeah. but, but I always tell people, tell me you're, you're a follower of Jesus Christ. Now you got my attention. Follow, tell me you're a follower. It's a verb. It's an action word. It means you're doing something. So mm-hmm. why don't you talk about your, your uh, spiritual formation a little bit? How did you, okay, you know, you're saved, you got to that point, and then you started reading the Bible. So what are those next steps? Because I want to lead up to the point where we're talking about your actual discipleship. As I, you hear me all the time telling people, mm-hmm. it is not, it's not a gray in your Bible. It's the Great Commission. It's, it's not optional. He says, go mm-hmm. and make disciples. So, yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, going from, you know, that to, you know, that spiritual formation, everything, you know, I mean, for me, that took quite a few years. I mean, shoot, I got out of the you know military back in 2012, and even then, I was still just going to church. I had helped out with the sound booth and everything for one of the on-base churches there for a little bit, but 
even then it wasn't like God putting that on my heart to do so. It was just me volunteering to help out. That was it. You know, as it is, I still see, you know, see as I'm still growing, I'm, you know, learning, but now it's okay. God has put that calling on my heart to, you know, help out with the church and be discipled. You know, at this point, I just say, okay, God, what do you have for me now? What is next? And I think one of the things that, that I always find when I was being discipled by Mike Rogers is that when he told me that your discipleship, my discipleship, he said, Bob, this can get traced all the way back to the disciples mm-hmm. because somebody discipled Mike and then that person was discipled, that person was discipled. So that's why I always like to talk about it first is that when it's biblical, it's, it's something, it's a genealogy I mean, when you really put in that kind of perspective. Mm-hmm. I was discipled by this person. That was a disciple. And you should be able to trace it all the way back. Can you imagine what that looks like? Because I know that when when, when I'm discipling, like when sitting with you, I'm thinking yeah. about Mike Rogers. Because mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Mike spending time with me and really imparting mm-hmm. that kind of passion, like I, I shared you the story that I remember when I was brand new and I was just maybe the third time I was going to go to his house and it was Wednesday night. I was gonna. Mm-hmm. I just blew him off. I said, "Well, I got something else I got to do. I'll just go next Wednesday." <laughs> and when I drove over to his house and I pulled up, he came out and said, "Don't get out of the car." And I was like, "What? Well, why?" He said, "Look," he said, "I got better things to do in my time. You're gonna have to want this more than I do. You understand mm-hmm. that?" And I said, "Yeah." He said, "Well, you come back when you're ready. Commit yourself." And after that, I never missed a Wednesday because it is yep. serious. You know, we're talking about our soul. We're talking about disciples making disciples. Yes. So, yeah, so why don't you go ahead and just share some more of your insights about your discipleship? Well, I mean, being discipled, as you said, I, you know, I actually disciple with Bob here. And shoot, I think it was, what was it? It was the the second Sunday that I was at this church. Bob was already talking to me saying, hey, you know, I want to disciple you. I want to get you, you know, your little, you know, your little binder and everything. And, you know, I sit down and... Yeah, at the time, I remember thinking, okay, so that's what God has for me. <laughs> now, am I really ready to be disciple? What, you know, what all is this discipleship? Because I Good didn't, question. yeah, I really didn't know at the time. And, you know, at first I'm thinking, okay, it's like a Bible study. So I'll treat it as that and yeah. we'll go from there. Well, I know that Bob got me that little binder everything and I started going through it and I started you know, sitting down with Christy and treating it like a Bible study. And it's, yeah. and God put that on my heart real quick. It's like, nope, you better stop right now because yeah. that's not what this is. I remember you telling me about that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I was just looking at the scripture and Jeremiah 29, 11, I was thinking about discipleship, how one thing leads to another with Christ. It's like a, it's like a, a building mm-hmm. block. And it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And I, and I really believe with all my heart that when we go through that discipleship, I think things start to get a little bit clearer. You know, thinking we're, we, we find we maneuver through life in this fog, no matter how we look at it. I want to explain mm-hmm. it. But that's kind of how I look at it. Sometimes it's a blur. But we manage to, to walk through this walk. And then we go into discipleship mm-hmm. and we have these aha moments. And that's what I think. That, that's what I see. Yes. And that's why I get excited when I'm discipling somebody and they have aha moments. Or you're getting excited about thinking about some of the stuff we talked about. Who will you disciple when you're getting ready to disciple? Who God's going to lead in your way? And that's that's mm-hmm. the exciting part for me because I get to sit back and see that happening in the churches and in the, the lives that uh, I've come across because when I hear they're discipling, I'm thinking we're living out biblical scriptures. 
and they're timeless. Yes, go they are. and make disciples. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Like Bob said, go and make disciples. I mean, he's discipling me, and those aha moments, I don't know how many of those I've had since we started. You know, just going through and going through, you know, hermeneutics and, you know, being able to break down what the verse actually means, not only just what it says, but what it meant back then. The context. yeah. Yeah, all the context of everything. There have been verses that I've read time and time again, and it's like, okay. That really doesn't mean much to me because it was written for way back when yeah. and it's, you know, it doesn't really apply. But then you break it down and it's like, well, wait a moment. That does apply because even though that was the context back then, some of that does transfer over. Oh, yeah. Amen. And, and then there's some that don't, you know, they always say mm-hmm. it can't mean what it's never meant. But I love what you're talking about because I remember the day we sat in here, we started going through literary laws. Are we looking through recurrence, mm-hmm. uh, non-routine words? And I think, what do we have? Something like 36 non-routine words. Yeah. And, and like I said, that's why I said, you know, people will just read through the Bible and they go through all the stuff and then they don't realize they're reading non-routine words, two, words that are 2,050 years old. They were written to a specific mm-hmm. audience in a specific time, a specific culture. And how do you bridge that today? So for me, when I can pass that information on, you know, a lot of times people, I think, they just want to tell a story. But they're, but, but the most people that miss out is they don't learn to interpret. They don't learn to understand contextually mm-hmm. what did it say then to the original audience then. That really, like, you know, it's funny because what you just said that, well, I've read it, but it don't mean much to me. But, but 2,050 years ago to maybe, the you know, the Colossians or Philippi, you know, it was really important mm-hmm. to them. It's like me yeah. opening up your letter, reading your 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 email, and going, eh, that don't mean nothing to me. But I bet you it was important to you at the time. And then to think, well, mm-hmm. wait a minute. We have some similarities because we're human beings. That could apply in my life, too. And I think that's so important about discipleship is that those aha moments of bridging yesterday to today and then living that out in our lives as Christ followers. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would have to fully agree with that because there's so many things I've seen that do apply. And yes, there are some that, you know, we can look at and go, well, that was for back then. Yeah. And that's where that stays because, you know, things do change over time. Yeah. Ten years ago, having, you know, having a computer in your pocket was unheard of. Words have meaning. And, I'm, mm-hmm. and and that's one of the things we're talking about. And it changes, just like you said. And if you look at the Greek and the Aramaic and you're looking at Hebrew, you, you know, in these languages, uh, rejoice means something. Hope means something different. That's expectant hope. So part of discipleship is going deep into these scriptures so mm-hmm. that you can learn what it meant and definitely what it never meant, you know? So, yes. yeah, it's a yeah. lot. It is. It is so yeah. much. And yeah. I mean, it is such a joy to be discipled. And, you know, to know that it's like, okay, knowing what I know now, I could easily take this and go to somebody that I might not know at all and say, hey, how you doing? Have you thought about Christ? You know, how about I tell you about him? You know, if you give me a few moments here, you know, I mean, if, well, like Bob knows, I mean, uh, you know, for me, I'm actually pretty shy. I'm not. Right. Yeah, That's I'm not right. one to always just run up and hey, how hey. you doing with a big old handshake <laughs> or a right. hug. You're not. Yeah, it's yeah, but, but God's using you, man. Oh yeah, He does. Yeah, and I mean that's why 
you know, now doing, you know, the audio and the visual for the church and constantly being here. You know, we do our discipleship on Tuesdays for me and Bob. Try and make that a priority every single, you know, Tuesday. Yeah, I keep that in my phone, you know, under my little calendar every Tuesday, you know, to be here, you know, such and such time. Yeah. And... And that's yeah. critical because yeah. as you're saying that, those that are listening right now, you've made it your priority. You've made a commitment to say, I'm going to show up because I want to learn about my Jesus. And, and that's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to do is that, and our lives are changed and are transformed because when we have Christ in our lives and we understand scriptures that tell us he's not going to leave us, we know that God doesn't break promises. We know that nobody can snatch us out of the hands of God unless we choose to walk away. So mm-hmm. it, it goes so much deeper. It's like that iceberg, right? We only see mm-hmm. a little bit of the top, but to go down below, you got to dig. You got to you got to work at this. So mm-hmm. as we get, we're going to wrap this up. So uh, what I'd like to do is just uh, have you give. What do you want to tell those somebody listening right now that may be thinking like you did, like I did. I don't, like I was told my friend Carrie. I don't even know what discipleship is. What is that? We all start somewhere. And I remember mm-hmm. when Mike Rogers told me when I was first worried, and I said, "But Mike, I don't know the Bible." You know, this is only after, like you said, a couple months, weeks into this whole discipleship. And yeah. he said, stop worrying about what you don't know and you share what you do know. Yeah. Right? So Correct. I, I want you to share with somebody just last minute thoughts and then we'll wrap it up in prayer. I just want to say it's been a pleasure listening because I get to know you. Uh, I get mm-hmm. to see uh, somebody that's passionate about God. And, you know, you and Christy, as you come into this church on early Sunday mornings at <laughs> 7 o'clock, right? Yep. Um, I love it because I, I think, so am I right that you, Christy, both said you're both not morning purpose? Or? <laughs> yeah, no, neither <laughs> one of us are morning people. I love you. You kind of come in. Yeah. You're very, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you're sitting in there, <laughs> like smell the coffee. Yeah. God bless you, right? Yes. So I want you to share with your last minute thoughts of somebody. You're talking to them. What do you want to say to somebody that's thinking about discipleship or not thinking about it? What I would say to those that are thinking about it, dive in head first, yeah. go for it, because it will change your life. It will change how you look at the Bible. It has been such a joy and a privilege for me to actually be discipled by Pastor Bob let alone, you know, knowing that I could take what I've learned yeah. already. I mean, here we are, like you said, a month, being able to take what I've learned already and be able to go, you know, disciple others or not even necessarily a full-on discipleship, but be able to share Jesus with others yeah. that I would have never been able to do a month ago, two months, however long. I mean, yeah. and for those that that aren't really thinking about discipleship, I would really start thinking about it and think yeah. about it long and hard because, you know, I know the Holy Spirit put on my heart that it was something that I needed to do. And, you know, it, again, it has been such a life changer, just yeah. putting that first and putting that priority on Jesus and getting to know him more, you know, instead of the world. Yeah. And I just want people to hear this because for the, those that are, are in this mindset, well, I give my life to Jesus. It's all I need to do. I'm saved and I'm good to go. That's they're missing it by a hundred spiritual miles because there, there's a lot of therefores. There's the buts. There's a, if you, you know, we talk about this during discipleship. Oh, yes, all the time. Look at all the ifs and, and, and the buts and there, there's causation. It means, you know, there's cause and effect. That means we have to do something to experience something. Cause Jesus says, 
if you blah, 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 you will blah, 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 right? So there's a lot mm-hmm. of people that believe and tell me, well, I read the Bible through, you know, twice a year. Well, that's, that's, that's wonderful. But what do you, mm-hmm. but you're still living a life that I can see that's problematic. So where's the transformation in that? It's because you're, you're surface reading. I call it, you know, there's, there's, the, there's the top feeders, but they never go down below. They don't understand because mm-hmm. it, they're, they're, as they filter through this, because it, from the time we're born, we filter everything in our culture in our time, of course. We, we don't filter yes. through, the, through the culture of 2,000 years ago. How can we? So we have to unlearn some things. And a lot of times people, the only thing they know about God is through Sunday sermons and Sunday notes and what do you call them? The sermon notes. And they come and they hang them on the refrigerators. They never go back to read them, you know. So uh, part of this is go and make disciples. We are, it's the Missio Dei. Mm-hmm. And that's, and, and I think about how, how would the world change? How would the church change if everybody would step up and be discipled? Can you imagine? And if, if they would do that, right? And, and what's the model? Jesus, Jesus for three years discipled his men, right? And, and those around yes. him. Mm-hmm. So how is it possible that people could walk into church or give their lives over to Jesus Christ and never be discipled and think that's all there is? The model mm-hmm. is before us in the word of God. We don't have to, God doesn't need any help. All we need to do is trust him. Amen. Amen. So we're going to close in prayer. Again, I want to thank Jason for joining us today. And you can download this file at podbeam.com, and I will get this out there. So, again, I want to thank you. And uh, any last thoughts you want to share? I want to thank you for having me on here today. It's been, you know, a lot of fun, great joy. And I look forward to, you know, being able to do this again. Next time, right? We'll do it next time. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thanks, Jason. Hey, let's go ahead and pray. Just talking about you lead out, and then I'll close out. All right. Well, Lord... You know, we just want to come before you again. Just thank you for this time, Lord. Thank you for, you know, those listening, you know, that they would hear what Bob and I have had to say and just hopefully take it to heart, Lord. Yes. You know, Lord, again, you know, we just want to, you know, lift up people of, you know, people of Afghanistan and people of Haiti, just bless them and show them that. You know, they're still remembered, they're still loved, no matter what's going on in the world, Lord, that you're right there with them at all times, Lord. Lord, in your son Jesus' name I pray. And Father, we just lift this day up to you, Father. Your word says in Isaiah 41, 10, God, that you will never leave us, you will never desert us, you will uphold us with your righteous right hand, God. You will not forsake us, Lord. So, God, we're going we're gonna to hang on that, God. I'm going to hang on those promises, God. You are a great God, and you are our God. And we just give you the praise and glory, God. And we ask blessings on those that are hearing this podcast, God, that you would touch their hearts in a mighty way, that they would consider being discipled. Why? Because it is the Great Commission. Why? Because you say so in the Bible, God. There's no gray area. Gray area. You said go and make disciples. So, Father, we give you the praise and glory. I thank you for my brother that's here with me today, Lord. Bless him in a mighty way. And Christy, Lord, bless our church, bless our communities. And we say thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. We love you. Have a blessed day, everyone, and never forget just how much Jesus loves you. Amen. God has a real purpose for each of us here in this life. It begins first with an intentional desire to have a relationship with Jesus Christ who wants you to connect with Him. We appreciate you listening today and pray that you will join us next week for Real Purpose with Pastor Bob Lenz.